From Capital Analytics, I'm Abby Malone, and this is Invest Insights. Every week, we bring you perspectives, business advice, and more from the leading executives, entrepreneurs, and investors who are building, diversifying, and leading the way in the country's fastest-growing metro markets. Real leaders, real insights, right now. I'm joined today by Laura Beebe, the Airport Director for the Palm Beach International Airport. Laura, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. Let's start. You've had an extensive legal career in Palm Beach, primarily with the county attorney's office. How has that strong legal background helped you in your current position as airport director and with the modernization plan that you're implementing? Well, airports are highly regulated by the state and federal government, so it's really important to understand the regulatory background um, when you're engaging pretty much anything with, with airports, whether it's operations or development. There are rules that apply to everything that we do. Um, And you need to make sure that you're staying in compliance with the grant insurance requirements because that's tied to our funding. 90% of our capital projects are funded with federal and state grant funding and passenger facility fees, which is a charge on each ticket, $4.50. So it's, it's really important that we make sure that we're following those rules that apply to those grant funding sources because it is such an important part of our overall capital program. Um, For example, we have an upcoming uh, project for Concourse B, which is a large expansion project of about 56,000 square feet of space. It has four funding sources in it, which includes state, federal, passenger facility fees, and local revenues. Every single one of those funding sources have slightly different rules and slightly different legal implications. So it's really important to understand what those rules are and to be able to articulate those rules to your elected officials. Absolutely. Last year, Congress passed the $1 trillion bipartisan bill to upgrade the country's infrastructure. In what ways do you anticipate the local transportation infrastructure to evolve now that the infrastructure bill has become a nationwide priority? And how will this bill impact the airport's operations and planning? That's a really good question. I I believe that, you know, every city and county and state in the United States has aging infrastructure. So this bill will definitely help us to expedite those repair rehabilitation uh, projects as well as new projects. For example, uh, PBI, we're receiving about $9 million in funding a year for the next five years, which will help us to expedite those really critical projects that we have, including expansion of our security checkpoints, uh, improvement of our federal inspection services areas, which are our custom facilities. Um, You know, these projects are, are critical to our operations. It takes a long time to build, you know, the necessary funding to fund these projects. Therefore, um, this funding will help us to move those projects along a little bit quicker than we would have otherwise been able to. South Florida is at the forefront of innovation when it comes to air transportation. For example, we know that over the past year, there were discussions to bring air taxis with vertical takeoff capabilities to PBIA to serve multiple locations in South Florida. What are some other industry innovations that the airport is aiming to implement in the near future and why will they be important? So you probably heard we're probably the first airport in Florida, if not the United States, to enter into an agreement for a vertical takeoff and landing facility at Vertiport at PBI. Um, We're working with Ferrovio Vertiports Florida, who's partnered with Lilium, uh, and they're in the process of building vertical takeoff and landing um, aircraft. Um, it's very, it's a very innovative project. Um, we're talking about an, an all electric aircraft. It's still in the, in the very beginning stages for those government certifications, but we think this is important because 
We know that it's not just these, you know, smaller aircraft that are looking for alternative fuel sources. You know, the larger airlines are as well. Lilium actually just entered into an agreement to um, sell a number of their their jet aircraft to NetJets, as well as uh, they're working with Azul Airlines as well. So we know that that innovation is it's coming down the pike very, very quickly. I, I do admit we're, we're kind of on the forefront of that. Um, and it's good in, in many ways, but it's also a little bit challenging because it is such a new area for um, airports to enter into. But we do think that it's important to look for innovations at the airport to ensure that we're, we're kind of on the forefront of, of you know, technology. The, the other thing that we're doing is we're in the middle of a sustainable master plan to help ensure that we're reducing our environmental impacts as we move forward with these large infrastructure projects. A lot of those projects are also you know, innovative as well and requires to put a lot of thought in how we're, we're moving forward with our projects to ensure that we're you know, being good not only to the environment, but to the surrounding communities. And as we round out today's discussion on creativity, what role does creativity play in remaining competitive in today's landscape? Creativity is is very important for airports and transportation facilities, whether it's, you know, how we build our projects, how we phase our projects, you know, how we progress with discussions with airlines for new nonstop service. Everything is a puzzle um, when you're working at an airport. And I'll give you an example. You would think a construction project would be relatively easy. You know, you, you do your design, you get your plans, and you just build it. Well, we're building while construct while people are in the building, while we're continuing to operate. We can't tell the airlines, you know, you're just not going to be able to fly these flights. You're going to have to cancel for the next six months. It doesn't work that way. So we have to figure out how do we minimize those impacts on our customers, retain the facility's functionality, but finish these projects. And I have to tell you, it is extremely challenging. You would think a project like doing flooring wouldn't be a big deal, but when you have, you know, passenger hold rooms that are full of passengers, you know, you're, you're having to find very creative ways to um, develop those projects, which may be working in the middle of the night, could be, you know, shifting passengers around to non-traditional locations. Um, we're also looking with our, our new development process. So what are those things that our customers are really looking for? Um, one of the things that we will be including in our concourse B project is a uh, sensory room, which is not something that we've done before. But we do think it's important to have a calming space for those folks that have sensory disorders, such as autism, to have a safe space at the airport to be able to wait for their flights. So we're constantly looking for those things that we think that will make the passenger experience better. And that does take a lot of creativity on our part because airports are very dynamic and we're very busy. So, you know, creativity plays a, a large role in every single thing that we do here. And I'm sure that when you factor in safety as well, it makes uh, planning and implementation also quite tricky. It, it does. Um, when you're talking about doing improvements on a runway, which is active, you're doing these improvements in the middle of the night. You're having to reopen in the morning, which means you need to make sure that runway is clear and it's safe and it's ready to go for airlines to begin their, their daily business. So it is a very complicated process. You know, that's probably one of the most enjoyable things about this job is that there's always a new challenge that you have to, you know, figure out how to make that puzzle work. Um, but when you do, it's a very satisfying thing to do. Imagine. Thank you again, Laura. Thank you. You've been listening to Invest Insights. Be sure to follow, rate, and review this podcast to hear more. I'm Abby Malone. Thank you for tuning in.